I think one of the things with manifestation that people do is you have to trust, you have to trust that like I had this and I let it go. Like I had this intention, mm -hmm. source has me, universe has me, God has me, like whatever the belief is, like it has it. I put mm -hmm. it out there. It's done. Like, mm -hmm. like I think some people when we're like, I'm manifesting this, I'm manifesting this. I don't have it yet. I, I need it. Da, da, da. It's like every energy in the background is like lack and scarcity mm -hmm. and contraction. Whether you're looking to achieve financial freedom, boost your personal development, or enhance your business acumen, you are in the right place. My name is Simone Samaluka Radzins, and I am on a journey for true business freedom, and I want to have you along for the ride. Each week, we dive deep into the topics that empower you to live a more free and fulfilling life, and also give you the tools to do that in your business. Yeah, we can absolutely talk about burnout. It's the one thing that I've really been like unpacking as of, I would say probably six months to a year with my clients and my coaches, like really training them. And this is how I would describe it. Like, um, you know, it, it's interesting because when you look at burnout, people are like, okay, well go take more naps and go get more rest. Or when you crash, like this is what you do. But it's like, what if you don't have to be in that cycle of like the go, 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 do, do, do crash. So it's like getting ahead of things. And that's kind of my expertise is like, why do we have to be at the effect of something? Let's just change it all. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, um, so really tending to the nervous system became the primary goal for me with my clients. And then what I noticed is, um, they were able to make change quicker on the things that they wanted to make change. So inherently what we were doing is we were calming this fight and flight response. So whether it's fight, flight, fawn, freeze, like whatever the, whatever your flavor is, right. It just went and it calmed. So then people could like, Oh, they could see the change they want to make. They could make it easier because we weren't in a constant like struggle doing right? Mm -hmm. So, and they got more present, they got more aware. So that kind of opened up the whole, the whole gamut. And, and when I look at, I mean, look, when I look in business, I look in the world, I think everybody's stuck in some burnout cycle. Like I, 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 it, maybe our kids are not. Maybe. I mean, hopefully not yet. Right. 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 But I'm wondering like, cause there's so much to unpack even within okay, we're stuck in this burnout cycle, yeah. but then there's also this concept of like some of the work that I did this year when I started to learn about manifestation yeah. was understanding like my own burnout that I didn't even realize was truly a burnout because mm -hmm. I was, I saw one on your videos, like I, I am addicted to doing, I try, I think I've worked on really not because I realized like I identified doing as this, you know, deep deep need for like, Oh, I did it. Okay. I can pat myself on the back. Can somebody yeah. give me validation? Totally. Is that what happens? Like, That's so totally it, totally it. That's totally it. So, so in, if you want to get out of the cycle, you have to actually be willing. And it, it's so cute. Cause I'm working with my boyfriend on this right now. Like you have to give up being valued for doing. Mm -hmm. So we just, we connect, Oh, my value, my self-worth, why people love me is completely connected to my ability to do a task or how many tasks I can get done. It's mm -hmm. why a lot of people are addicted to like a checklist, right? Mm -hmm. Like I put the, you know, my kid will, she's so cute. She's like, oh, well I did this thing. So I'm going to put it on the list and then check it. 
you know, like mm -hmm. she'll, she already did it, but she wants the, like, you know, she wants the rush of pleasure from the checking. Yeah. So all of that is all based around the value subset. So if you want to change it, I mean, you have to do the deeper work to be like, <clears throat> can you be valued for just you? Can you be valued for your being? Can you be valued for being a human being versus a human doer? You know? Yes. Yes. Well, and that's, I think that's the deep work where yeah. a lot of people are like, yeah, because it's the identity and the values mm -hmm. that they have to let go. So do you think that's mm -hmm. like the ego death a, a bit or how would you define? Because it's the, you're letting go of something to then have something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's the dance of why we incarnated. I have a, you know, I have a viewpoint. Some people agree with it. Maybe some people don't, you know, like I've done studies with Buddhism and different spiritual practices and all of my trainings and teachings come back to like, we incarnated to create, like, we're mm -hmm. just like, that's why I'm a manifestation coach. Like we came here to create, we came here to experience something. Like if you are of the belief that you're a conscious being having this experience in the 3d realm, a human experience, then you could take the case that you have access to all this power mm -hmm. and you're here to experience like touch and feel and coffee and chocolate and love and sex and hugs and cuddles and uh, an amazing nature scene. Like we came to experience these things that like we don't get to experience when we have no form. So mm -hmm. the form creates the experience. So from that vantage point, it's like the spiritual practices, what I see is like we came in as creators mm -hmm. and the ego, you know, ego, I also look at personality with ego. Mm -hmm. So there's like personality attributes that I think are very fun and yummy and make us different, right? So if we were all just consciousness evolved, hanging around, we would be so boring, like it would be so not fun. And I find some people really love the ego. Mm -hmm. Like they let, they won't say they love it, but they'll be mm -hmm. like, they love the drama and you watch them and they like, you know, they get mm -hmm. the, the drama, right? So it's a, it's a balance. I think when you come into more being, there is this layer of ego. You could say the death of ego, like you're saying that gets like put to rest in a sense. It will rear its head back up. Um, but it's mostly the human construct trying to survive. And it thinks like it's surviving by all of its old patterns. You know, like the patterns are at place for survival. And now we're going to have all that come into existence. And that's going to get perpetuated. I mean, this is just going down a deep rabbit hole. So my point is that uh, when you study Buddhist teachings, let's mm -hmm. say, for instance, you know, the Buddhists would say, um, to give up all worldly possessions. Mm -hmm. The giving up of worldly possessions is really all that is, is like focusing on non-attachment. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give up worldly possessions to focus on non-attachment. You could actually learn just non-attachment. And so for me, that's like, okay, meditation, my meditation practices and my journey in that have allowed me to be non-attached. Cool. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not attached and I'm creating now we have something magical without the, I have to suffer by giving up my worldly possessions. So it's kind of this other uh, bag of worms I just 
opened up inside that conversation of you're the creator, the ego, or the patterns that are at play are mostly just trying to have you survive. They get in the way. Mm -hmm. So then you can't take it to the next level to create. Mm. And so is the nervous system, what's interesting though, mm -hmm. is there a relationship between regulating your nervous system and the ego? Well, that's interesting. Um, yeah. I would say when we regulate our nervous system, we bypass the patterns. Mm. So you have access to bypass these patterns that are set, set in place by ego or what we have called ego or what we have determined ego. So I think it's like, it's become this like a secret sauce of like, or the secret pathway of like, if I can just be calm and present and I'm not reactivated and I'm not like triggered, mm -hmm. you're not in that ego fight place. Mm, I get that. Yeah. You get that. And so it's interesting for like, so for me, and we talked about this before, like yeah. breath work, mm -hmm. great way to help me regulate my nervous system. Tried the juice cleanse three days. It was very lovely. I have to say, like I, I had so, I had a different energy. Like it was like this life force energy that I typically don't have oh, when I'm fasting. Totally. I'm, I'm in the, I'm on day two right now. Oh, you are? Yeah. I, <laughs> I saw you drinking a juice. I love it. I love it. So, you know, taking care of your body, fasting, uh, yeah. mindfulness, yep. what are the other components to resetting the nervous system? Or should, do we say reset or do we say regulate? Yeah. I like regulate better. I feel like reset is, oh, I fell off the cliff again. Mm -hmm. let's get back at it you know so for me it's it's typically like how do we have like an even flow regular like how do we regulate things um I'm a big proponent of not waking up with alarms so I have I don't let my daughter do it <laughs> I I try not to let anybody in the house do it unless somebody has like an early something we just we don't have alarms in the house mm -hmm. um so that's one way is like the body getting like the body is going to sleep for as long as the body needs to sleep for, and we'll manage everything else in between. Mm -hmm. Um, the nightly routines and morning routines that I have for myself, my kiddo, those are extremely, extremely regulating. So, um, we do, I think it's about six forty-five or so. I call it calm mm -hmm. down, wind down. Like, you know, we're in calm down, wind down zone, no mm -hmm. more gymnastics, no more dance parties. You know, she's a pretty active redhead. So you like, like none of that, you know, we put on, we have a playlist that can be played at night. So either meditation or, or classical or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, all the lights have dimmer switches in the house. Cause that like blue light at, like, I'm super sensitive to light. I'm like, get it on a dimmer or turn it off or just get a salt lamp. Like I'm a, you know, um, and then, you know, bath or showers before bed I found mm -hmm. is like calming of the body. So it's like all the things, what does it take to get like a superb night rest? You know, mm -hmm. like, I feel like we have this opportunity to get around eight hours of just full rest. And like, if we're, you know, sometimes I'm up in the middle of the night too, like, just like you, okay. you know, it's like, sometimes there's a 3am wake up and I'm like, <laughs> Well, I think I'll meditate now because like, what else am I doing, <laughs> you know, um, or do other like healing works. Um, 
But I think if that's the routine of, you know, even coming in from the day and changing out your clothes or using jammies as like a transit transition for the body, you know, like all of these pieces start mm-hmm. to regulate the system. I say no a lot, you know, like if something doesn't work, I'm, I'm a master of like, no, but thanks. <laughs> I can do it, you know? Um, and so all of those, like, you know, what, what I've noticed we bump up against is like a nightly routine going to sleep when the body's tired. There's a thing called procrastination scrolling. Like people will just lay in bed and be like, I didn't get any me time. And now they're like scrolling until 1am or some shit. Yeah. I've tried to never. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I think that happens a lot with moms or, I mean, maybe it's not just moms, but I feel like when you don't get a lot of me time and you're deciding to work and then you maybe have some time throughout the day to do something, you hang out with your kid and then they go to bed, I end up going usually to bed right after her. Totally. But I think a lot of a lot of my friends are like, no, I have to go. I, I need the time to unwind or, unco- or, or cope. Yeah, yeah. So I find I, I have found ways to do that throughout the day mm-hmm. so that at night I don't feel so depleted. You know, um, I also like, I'm like, dude, I want a bath. And instead of being like, she could have a bath or I could have, I'm like, I tell her, Hey, I'm in the bathtub. I'm going to be in there for 15, 20 minutes. I don't know. I'm going to call you when the water is to your liking. Right. Cause she doesn't like, I want to be boiled. She wants it to be cool. Yes. Yes. You know, so we like switch it out. It's like, I got me time. She did something else. Now I'm, now she gets it. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, I'm like in the zone, you know? Um, And then I think on weekends, what we've started doing is just like PJs and movies. Like Mm -hmm. one day we'll be PJs and movies. And, and I also pay attention. Like kids are super stressed out with school too. Like there's a lot going on in school. (laughs) Like, If my kid had her way, she would say yes to every after school activity. And I have to be like, you know, you get tired or, you know, you get stressed out. So it's, it's like, it's also being in charge of like, you know, I'm the one in charge of the energy field. Like, no, no, we're going to say, no, let's talk about why. And then she gets it, you know. How old is she? She'll be eight uh, next week. Oh, wow. Capricorn? No, Sagittarius. 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 Yes. Okay. So you mentioned energy field Mm -hmm. and you said, okay, I want to make sure that the energy field is good. And I also am curious about the energy field behind you. Like if anyone's seen this video, right? Yes. Can you talk about what that means and then wrap it around this context of manifestation? Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm just to give you background, I'm like a type A, uh, recovering type A, analytical, like <laughs> people used to talk about woo-woo shit and I'd be like, the weirdos, weirdos. Okay. Um, and so I, I had started coaching in that vein probably like 13 years ago. Um, but then when I was introduced to spirituality and energy, like people who were tuned into energy, like energetic practitioners, um, I had a psychic friends network because I had old, I had like a bunch of psychic friends. So they were like my network. I would just be like, what do you think about this? Right. Um, but I always saw myself as separate. Like I didn't have that gift and I got super interested in like, well, what is the gift and what does it mean? And, and how do I infiltrate it? And, 
this is where quantum mechanics and quantum physics comes in. And, you know, you kind of start to uh, expand, expand your knowledge base a little bit, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so the energy field, I mean, science will tell you that there are like energetic fields, right? That have different frequencies, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's electromagnetic waves or anything like that. Um, when I work with my clients and we're tuning them into their own intuitive capacities, mm. what, what we talk about is like, if you're a feeler, uh, feelers have different ways that they feel. So sometimes they feel their own intuition or they would feel other people's energies, right? So there's two different kinds of feelers. So, you know, some people may have one or the other. I mm. feel other people's ailments. I feel thoughts. I feel their stuff. I'm not going to be guided by my intuition from my feeling. And I just know that. Okay. Um, but you can start to feel an energy field. So it's really simple. If you break it down like that, you'll be like, well, you walk into a room and is it cold or hot? Hmm. You felt hmm. energy. Like you can feel sensations, right? Hmm. You ever get goosebumps? Like what's that about? Um, if you were standing, if you went to Auschwitz, you would probably be mm -hmm. like, this place feels icky. Like you would mm -hmm. feel mm -hmm. something different. Um, a lot of times when people come in my house, they're like, oh my God, it just feels so good. You know, like mm -hmm. my boyfriend's kids, um, one has Down syndrome and the other one it has some special needs. And like, they are totally like chill as cucumbers in the house. They like love it, you know? And they're like, we love this. This is so... <laughs> This is like, huh? you know, and so that feeling, right? So mm -hmm. that's feeling into an energy field, okay? Mm -hmm. The more that you create what I'm going to call like a, like you're, you're in charge of the energy field. You're the dominant energy field and you're mm -hmm. in a dominant frame of like high frequency, mm -hmm. things start to change, right? Because that's the law of attraction, like, like attracts like. So if you're high frequency, you're going to attract high frequency things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, case in point, we went to dinner. My daughter was like, I want to go in the yurt out on the river, you know, and that's usually like a $300 minimum. It was just me and my boyfriend and her. I was like, I don't think we were going to eat that, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and she just asked the guy like, can we have a yurt? And he was like, <laughs> sure, let's give you a yurt, you know, like no minimum, no whatever, you know, and like, that's just kind of things roll very easily around us. Mm. Um, so that's the, the frequency or the field, I would say now energy, if I like broke it down for somebody who was very type a or like very analytical, you could just say it's my thoughts, feelings, and actions. Mm. So if you're wanting to change energy, you would look in one of those places. So if you're like, I want to manifest more money, but you feel doubtful that you could actually do it, you won't do it because the field's not fully aligned. And that's the work I work with people, right? It's like, how do we get your thoughts, feelings, and actions like this mm -hmm. so that the field matches it? Um, mm. So that's the field I'm talking about, I think. Yeah. Now the other thing is like, how do you work in the field or how do you manage the field? I want, I like, I would uh, invite people to think about their thoughts and yeah. their imagination. Okay. Nice. So your imagination is actually accessing something. Your thoughts are creating something. And so a lot of times we don't tend to that. Right. But 
Um, like one of the other things I use with my daughter is the violet flame. Anybody can research yeah. it, like look it up, purple fire. It's a transmutation. So basically mm -hmm. if we wrap, you wrap anything in the violet flame or you just think like it's not, it does like make it super simple. Like you're like, I am going to wrap this in purple fire. Then you just transmuted your drink and you turned mm -hmm. it from any negative energy to a positive energy. Okay. okay. So the, the violet flame is a transmutation of mm. sorts. So it's mm. different than any other, there's lots of flames you could use, but that's like the transmutation, right? But that happens inside of our imagination, right? Because we're never, you're probably never in the 3D world going to see like a purple fire lit up on a house. And yet my house is always like, I'm always thinking about a, a purple fire around my house. Do you know what I mean? So the field is higher frequency, okay? So I say that because I know a lot of people out there are like, how do I do that? You just yeah. imagine. Whatever you, you imagine. Mm. Say that again. Yeah. You just imagine. No, I just was repeating what you said. Mm -hmm. This is so interesting. What about like stuck, right? So when you think about, you know, doing tapping or doing the somatic work that helps release certain emotions that are stuck. Yes. Is that stuck energy fields? Like how's the, what's the relay there? I would say it's stuck patterns. So I'm a big um, fan of when people work with me, like it's not just let's have conversation and we're going to do this, but like find a way to move the energy mm. out of the body. Mm. So I've done like NSA, um, NSA chiropractic work where it's just light taps on the body. Um, I think the goop series, I think one of Paltrow had one episode on NSA. Yeah. Mm. Super cool. But, um, I've been doing that for years to release patterns that get stored in the body. So whether it's tapping or somatic, anything that moves the body, sometimes it can just be yoga, mm. right? You're like moving the body in a different way, allowing things to release. So I think it's kind of a dance is what I would say, right? Yeah. When you're ready, like when you're ready, it will be ready. You know, I think a lot of times... Um, I know in my early coaching days, it's like, I, I have the capacity to see somebody's future, somebody's, uh, possibility, like possible future if they so choose without ego or free will, you know, getting in the way, but like, I could see all that and people would be like, Oh, tell me what that is. And it's like, okay. And I would tell them, and that would just be a total mind because like, they're not ready. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I feel like it's, our journey is like, when we're ready, we'll, we'll release. When we're ready, we'll take the next step. Like it has to be, you know, coinciding with, am I fully ready to accept this new reality? Oh my God. And I love this because that, so you've got the energy fields, you've got the way to manifest is to get into those energy fields, which you, obviously it takes the work, but yeah. getting into that identity, mm -hmm. which is very interesting, but how, cause this happened to me. Like I manifested a ton in when I was in LA, like, and I didn't realize what manifestation was. It was just like, things were happening very fast, but I wasn't regulating my nervous system. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I had like a crazy burnout, like mm -hmm. mental stuff. Like I had to completely take a break. Mm -hmm. And I realized through just the work that I did this year, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, like I just, I don't know how I could manifest it because I clearly wasn't ready for it. There was such a misalignment between my outer six, like the outer success that I had, but the inner worth that I felt. That's it. And 
I'm, but I'm curious. It's like, how can people just like get into the energy field and then all of a sudden get out because they just haven't had the strong enough foundation? Here's probably what happened. Here's my sense about what happened. Um, you don't, uh, you don't go in and out of energy fields. You, Mm. I mean, I guess you could, you're aligned and then you align in something else. You're aligned in something, then you align in something else. So you're always aligning in whatever's showing up for you. So when, when you're like super manifesting, you were totally aligned in it. The piece that sat, what I heard you say was the, the self-worth. Yeah. Didn't like you didn't sustain that level of self-worth to match the manifestation. Yeah. So that would have been like, if you were working with a coach, they pro or somebody like me doing something like, you know, they would have been like, okay, we need to, you got to tap into this self-worth thing. Mm -hmm. So it's sustained. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say a lot, like, you know, I've had great manifestations and the same, like my self-worth wasn't, like at the same level of the manifestations, right? So it it crumbles to go, hey, you have to have a solid foundation of self-worth. Like you gotta walk, you gotta, you gotta look in the mirror and be like, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. People would pay millions to hang out with me. I am like, I know my shit. I'm like psychic as fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever your thing is, you have to be able to like look and own it and be in any room with people like that. Or what I also say is like, you know, don't be a big fish in a small pond, go be a small fish and grow Mm -hmm. into the bigger pond and let yourself get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, that's, that's where you get a lot of growth. So that's my sense. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, it totally makes sense. Now I'm curious about your first conscious manifestation because you kind of like you you kind of like you were you know, yeah great question very analytical. I'm curious like how did you get into this and that first level of mm. conscious manifestation? Oh, it's so great. I remember back. So I was, um, I mean, I have honestly I have done probably 53 personal growth and training courses myself. I have spent over $150,000 on my own education, like over the years. So when I rewind, I'm like going way back. (laughs) back. So when I go way back, I remember, so I was reading Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth. I was in my mm, late, mid to late twenties. I know I lived that year. Right? (laughs) Yeah. We just rewind like one year ago. I was in my mid to late twenties. Um, and the law of attraction, I think the secret was like starting to become a thing. And I did this, I'd done this one workshop and the gal was like training in how do you apply the, the, the secret. Mm-hmm. I trained my clients in this process, by the way, too. So this is like an awesome take, takeaway. So you journal, like I started journaling and I was journaling about my life, but in the now tense. So like I woke up and then I would talk about everything that my morning consisted of. And then I would journal at night and it was like, oh, my day was so great because, and then you would journal. And the thing that I kept journaling about was living in the mountains and having a house on the beach. And it was like, I woke up in my mountain house and it's so amazing. I love it because I'm like sipping coffee on the porch, looking at the, 
snow-capped mountains, which is literally outside my window right now. Um, and it was like, and you fill it with gratitude, you fill it with love, and you fill it with this high vibrational frequency. Um, and then there was the beach house. And so in 2020, um, I know we were in like COVID land or whatever, but like that was the year that I had purchased my, it was September, I purchased my mountain house. And then it was November and I purchased my beach house. Yeah. So that was like the manifestation. And I was like, oh, hey, look at that. You know, and so, you know, that was probably a, I don't know, maybe 10 years. Yes. Or more than that leeway of time. Um, But I didn't, I think one of the things with manifestation that people do is you have to trust you have to trust that like I had this and I let it go. Like I had this intention. Mm-hmm. Source has me, universe has me, God has me, like whatever the belief is, like it has it. I put mm-hmm. it out there. It's done. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think some people when we're like, I'm manifesting this, I'm manifesting this, I don't have it yet. I'm, I need it. Da, da, da. It's like every energy in the background is like lack and scarcity mm-hmm. and contraction right? When you're like, this is how this is going. You're like, that mm-hmm. sounds good. It's and then, and then do you put it away? Cause I learned through human design, like that there's certain, like I am a passive manifester and mm-hmm. a, what was the other one? Non-specific. Like, and it's true. Like, I don't like to think about things too much. Like it, details kind of do stress me out and it's much more about the feeling. And I don't like to talk to people about it versus I have a friend who's like actively ma- trying to ma- like gets me in her manifestations and then this, this, and I'm like, Whoa, I almost feel like it's a little invasive. Yeah. So for you, was it hard? Obviously it wasn't hard. How did you give up the how being such an analytical person where people are like, I'm going to, work hard and do my tasks and make sure that I hit, you know, this much an income in my business and put it in to get these houses. Like, how did you give that up? That's a full surrender into your intuition. So like, Mm. it would be another takeaway. Like everybody's intuitive. I'm a knower. So I have like, Mm. no, I I couldn't actually tell you like, somebody's like, well, how do you know that? I'm like, cause I know, but like, there's no reason right? So, you know, if anybody's listening to this and you're a knower and you like know things, but you have no reason, honor Mm. that, just honor that shit and be like, I'm a knower. This is how this goes. Um, so the biggest strides in life happen when you know, and you surrender to the knowing and you take action consistent with the intuition period. Mm. And so Mm. the stride, I would say, you know, uh, 2018, 2019, 2020, those strides for me were really big surrenders into my intuition, whether it was, um, you know, I had gotten, I'd gotten like this whisper of a hit. I, I, I've been working with clients for years, 10 years. I'd posted retreats around the world, five, seven days for women entrepreneurs. You know, I've worked with people from like from around the world. It was like, you're going to host a three day event on stage. And I was like, Mm. sure, I'm going to do that. Like next year, let's plan it out. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it was October, November. It was like, no, January. I was like, "Mm, 
don't think January is like such a good idea. <laughs> the marketing. Now I'm going to do it, right? Like totally, totally. And I was like, I don't think so. I never did that. I don't think I should do it. Like, hmm, I'm going to go with now. And then it was like January, January. I was like, uh, I like look at my husband. I'm like, we're going to do that thing in January. He's like, mm, okay. <laughs> and then that was my first onstage event. Like it was somewhat small. I invited past clients, friends I knew, like it was super powerful. And that was this huge leap in my career of being able to like move people through a three-day journey, uh, like intensive, having them choose something bigger, allowing them to see what's possible when you work with energy and giving them the opportunity to like work with me after they see all that was like mm -hmm. super, super magical. So I started doing that. I was like, all right, well, that seemed to work. And then we did another one and another one and another one and another one. And that was really like the up, up, upheaval of the entire structure but I, I I hadn't like really planned it do you know what I mean mm -hmm. but you listened I think that's the big thing is it was a whisper and yeah. and you talk about this Liz like mm -hmm. we talk oh get out of your comfort zone right but sometimes and that seems like a, getting out of your comfort zone but for me what I realized that my comfort zone is relatively big like mm -hmm. the things that I've done maybe scare a lot of people. I don't think of them that yeah. way, but then yeah. there's these minor things. Yeah. Like going on live on social media that, that is getting out of my comfort zone, totally. which is funny, right? For you, what's been the biggest thing in your, from to, from birth to today mm -hmm. in manifestation journey that you've been out of your comfort zone that you've seen that, but it was so worth it. I think it was that first three-day event. Um, wow. It did, you know, that did a lot. I think there's like minor ones similar to you <laughs> now. There are like minor ones. Um, but every single time, it, it, here's, here's what I will say. Mm -hmm. If you train yourself enough to get comfortable with the discomfort, there's almost nothing outside your comfort zone. Say that one more time. If you train yourself enough mm -hmm. to be comfortable with the discomfort, yeah, then there's almost nothing outside your comfort zone. Yeah. So, you know, more of, you know, there are times where I'm like, is this messaging going to land? Like, mm -hmm. is this the right, like, will enough people resonate in this group setting that I'm going to have a talk with? You know, mm -hmm. what is this about? Like, so I have those things show, show up all the time, but like mm -hmm. similar to you, I'm like, I jumped out of an airplane. I'm like, meh. Isn't that funny? Like, I'm like, what the, that was dumb. Like that wasn't, that wasn't even thrill. Like, I don't, why? I don't know. You know, like scuba diving for five days. I'm like, yeah, that was super cool. We saw some animals. They're like, what, do you want to do it again? I'm like, well, I saw all these animals on this one trip. Can you match that? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I mean, Did if you can match it, that sounds cool. You know, yeah. like, yes. so I think there's like this, this resonance and, and it could be, this is what I would say for you as well. Mm -hmm. uh, when you've been around a few times in mm -hmm. the planet, you're like, this mm -hmm. ain't my first go round, you know, mm -hmm. those things aren't so, because you probably already did them some other time in some past life. Mm, interesting. That, and that makes, yeah, yeah, and it makes sense. 
But now as a thought leader or as a voice on the planet making change, there's a level of, I need to put myself out there. There's a level of like having different conversations and that can be more challenging. And I think the, the challenge probably that you sense or you start to feel is like, are people going to judge me? Like, what are they going to say? Like, am I going to say the right thing? Are they going to like, you know, and, and, and I, and here's the, here's the cool part I want to say about that. I have really started to own, like, I am just a fierce feminist. Like I love women. Women, I think are fucking awesome. We rock the casball better than anything, anywhere, you know, and I am like out there having that conversation. And the more that I've stepped into that, I mean, the trolls are ridiculous. Like the things that these trolls say are so Mm -hmm. dumb. And I'm like, you know what? I'm here for it. Like, let's go, let's go have some troll conversation. You know what I mean? But like the more that I've even done that is like anchoring in some sort of truth of like fierceness. You know what I mean? I think the more that you do that, the more, the more that you're like, oh, this is my path. And I think to have the confidence in all of this, it goes back to the foundations of self-worth, right? Like to know like that is a projection probably of that own troll and they've got nothing better to do and it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But being able to, well, I mean, you kind of said it is like once you're uncomfortable with the most, un- once you're comfortable with the most uncomfortable thing, right. none of that actually matters. And even mm-hmm. if you're not that comfortable with it, it still doesn't matter. No, I just, I like, I've learned to breathe through it. You know what I mean? And I think the more that you own who you are, you know, your path, you know, your value, you know, your worth. Like I know my path. I'm out here. Like, I'm like, women are the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's time that we start to own that shit. And we're like, we need to take over the planet. I mean, thank you, Taylor Swift. And thank you, Greta Gerwig. And thank you, Beyonce. Like this year has been awesome for us. Like pave the way. Let's do more. And I know that shit makes men uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They gotta mm-hmm. deal with themselves, you know? Like, like Psychology Today is producing newspaper articles on there are more single unhappy men than there have ever been. And I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe they go do some work on themselves, you know? Like exactly. women have yeah. been doing lots of work. It's time, you know? <laughs> and not from a standpoint that men suck, but like we could all be partners and we could like build something awesome. But like- you know, men have been running their show since before Christ and like, it's not going well. So no, it's not, it's definitely not. I'm curious. So I, I'm so aligned with the women empowerment and that focus. There's a lot of people that are like, why do you have to say helping women entrepreneurs? Mm -hmm. Or why do you have to like call out women specifically Mm -hmm. that like that shouldn't be the issue? I'm curious. What's your opinion on that? I mean, I think, I think we have to take a stand somewhere first and foremost. I am, I am all for equal rights. I am all for, um, lifting up black creators and black content and black voices and, um, anywhere where there's inequality anywhere I step in and I, um, almost shit my pants sometimes at how, like how much I will step in, Mm -hmm. um, even in a physical realm, right? Um, so yes, for all of it, I think what the reason that I am so pro female right now is the shift on the planet. It from Mm -hmm. a patriarchal sense to a more matriarchal sense from men being in charge to 
paving the way for women to be in charge. And it's my sense that when women are in charge, the inequalities from race and racism do decline. That's mm -hmm. my sense. Because from there, if, if we're really owning our intuition and owning our sense, you know, we tune into things like, yes, Black people are pissed off in the United States as they should be. Mm -hmm. They should be pissed. Reparations mm -hmm. never happened. They never got paid. Like shit hasn't like healed, yeah. Yeah. you know? And like from that standpoint, I'm pissed. And I talk to anybody mm -hmm. I can about that. But, I, you know, I, I talk to anybody I can about that, but where am I most affected is where I'm female. <laughs> like, yeah. unfortunately, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, yeah. I am privileged because I'm white and I know that, but mm -hmm. I wasn't born with darker skin. I try when I'm at the beach, it doesn't work out in my favor. Like I come home red and burn, like I'm just never going to be darker. But yeah. I think the relationships that I've built with other ethnicities and other cultures is because I'm so interested and I'm so interested in everybody having that equal playing field. So, you know, I think if we're saying like, well, we're not focused on something else, I think we can be focused on all of it. I think we can be focused on yeah. all the inequality. I think we can make change everywhere. It's just, what am I super passionate about? Yeah. I'm super passionate about like women fucking paving way. And that doesn't mean white women. That means I'm mm. like, hey, look at, like, she's fucking brilliant. And she's, she's black and she's a woman. Like, yes, yeah. let's talk to her. Let's talk to her and let's have her be in charge of, and let's her, have her do things. Cause she's going to know more about inequalities than I am. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, yes. I just oh, totally. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that view on things because it's interesting. I hear this other chatter of like, why it, I, I look at it just cannabis taught me all about social inequity. Like that's where I learned in that industry. I was yeah. like, wow, America is so messed up because I, you know, even though I, I have the white privilege, I'm Latina, but I never really, it's mm. race, but no, I've had white privilege. And so I didn't really understand any of the social inequalities that exist until I really got deep in working in regulation and cannabis mm. and like working with the law. I was like, wow, it was like such an awakening. But for me, yes, that is super important and supporting organizations and people that are doing it is huge for me. But the women thing, I like for me, the big thing was a takeaway at a women's empowerment summit where a woman was like, I'm so sick of not having money. Like I'm so sick of talking about yes. not having money. Like I need yes. to do something. And yeah. For me, that's been the through line. I'm like, okay. So I started doing the research. I was like, there's a huge women's wealth gap, like a huge one. And if you're black, it's so bad. It's like 32 cents to the dollar for a white woman mm -hmm. and less than about 15 cents to the dollar if you're a black woman. Right. And Latina and Indian and Native American, it, it's even lower. So yeah. for you, I guess as we kind of wrap this up, like yeah. we didn't even talk about how you've helped people manifest and what they've manifested yeah. because that's a big box of what people can have. In well, and I do want to say this because I think this is fascinating and it was, it's really interesting. You, I posted on LinkedIn and it was an mm -hmm. article about a black female athlete mm -hmm. who was getting shit treatment because she was smoking a cigar in a picture right? Mm -hmm. And all the men have had celebratory cigars yeah. and she's getting shit. And she's like, look, it seems like what you want is you just want to look at me as a woman, but I don't actually get to do my athletics, something like that. Like, and mm -hmm. I recorded it. 
And I had a guy come in and he kind of, so he, he, you know, he, he texts on the thing, Mm -hmm. but he's not saying anything, you Mm -hmm. know, and I don't want pontification. Like I want conversation and he's pontificating his shit. And I'm like, you know what, what do you have to say about women's rights? Tell me what you have to say about inequalities. And he messaged me privately Mm -hmm. to tell me that, that what, like, white women shouldn't be something else because I'm focused on empowerment of women versus like some other thing. And it was a very, like, he was in a swirl. Like it wasn't even a Mm. clean conversation. Like you don't even know what you're talking about. The thing was that he missed was I was commenting on a black woman's like, like being like, yeah, listen to what she's fucking saying. And like, I'm like, let's amplify her voice. Yeah. And he's coming at me like, well, I'm not just going to like blindly support feminism. I'm like, then I have no respect for you, quite frankly. Like, I don't, you're not saying anything. You're not supporting anything, but you're ready like to tear down women who are supporting women with the word feminism. Like, I don't know what to do with you. Right. So, but I do want to answer this part, which is when I work with my clients, so it's, Mm -hmm. it's, the money struggle is for real. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the money struggle, the real struggle usually comes what I, what I talk about is like a lineage or a mm-hmm. heritage. Right. Mm-hmm. And both of those things are the same, but it's like the, the energy, how your parents were energetically with money you'll be, or mm-hmm. you'll be the opposite. Mostly you'll, you'll be their money energy typically mm-hmm. is how it is. Um, or if it's the opposite, they were like savers and you never Mm -hmm. had anything. So you're like the spender and you're like, right. And you blow through, but it's always tied to like value and worth. So we come back to that framework. So my goal is when I work with somebody, let's say of, um, I don't, I don't typically say African-American cause I'm like, I don't know if they're from Africa or America or whatever, but like, especially people who are black inside mm-hmm. of American hair, like Americans history, mm-hmm. you probably have slave DNA mm-hmm. in your field. Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes to work with me on money. It's like, we want to look through mm-hmm. what is the, the struggle from the DNA? What's the struggle from the lineage of the heritage, right? So with black, that would be very clear. Like we, we, we want to ensure that there is no like slave suffering chain, mm-hmm. like the feeling of chains, the feeling of punishment, the feeling, mm-hmm. those feelings are in the DNA. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a place of liberation when we clear the energy field and we free that up because then on the other side is like, okay, I'll say this all the time and I'll get backlash probably like, like, could you behave like a white privileged man? Like mm-hmm. white privilege man, just, they're just entitled. They just know they're going to get it. Like, could we all have a little bit of like, I just know I'm good. And like, and like they're mediocre and you're like, where do you get this sense? You know? And it's like, and in some ways we want to be like, just everybody be like that. Do you know what I mean? But similarly, I end up working with a lot of Jews, Jewish people. Mm-hmm. I have tons of Jewish friends. My ex-husband's Jewish. Um, and that lineage is filled with the suffering in the lineage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's perpetuated with some of their holidays. I've all my best friends, even growing up, were Jewish. Like, so I've been in that cultural realm, 
for a very long time to be able to identify, like we have all these layers of suffering for mm. foods as well. And if we look at what's happening on the planet right now, like one more layer to add to the suffering of mm. it. And so it's this opportunity to clear that suffering. So that's really for me is like we clear it. Not only do you have abundance of wealth and abundance of money, you have abundance of self-wealth, self-worth mm -hmm. and self-wealth, right? But like you free up everything. So when mm. you free up the money flows, you free up everything. But it is uh, this deeper for me, like lineage, heritage, like cleaning that structure to give them something else. Because you can have, does it go back? I've heard that it goes back seven generations and then 13 generations of what's kind of in your DNA. What do you believe? I try not to get caught up in the minutia. So even when people are talking about like auras, right? Mm. You know, you could go through like, here's your mental body and your causal body and your this body and your ethereal body. And like you're, and it's like, you could go and all that, but you could just say like, my energy field. You know what I mean? Like make it. Mm. Um, I think for each person that's like, instead of, instead of like how many lifetimes, mm. like what are you sensing now is keeping you from the thing, from the lineage? Do you know what I mean? Cause you're never going to be able to deal with all of it at once. It's, it's kind of like, you're going to unpack it like an onion, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think I just also feel like you know, how many times have I been on the planet? Probably too many. Like, do I want to come back? Probably not. Like, <laughs> why did I come just for my kid? And I made an agreement to like raise consciousness. Like, that's fine. But like, you know, I think it just, it gives too much um, profoundness. Like, mm -hmm. I think there's like a, we're looking for something profound. Like, oh, this is from this 13th past life or you can't do that. You can only do seven. And I'm like, yeah. Who, the mm. rules change, I think, with consciousness all the time. You know, like we used to be in the third dimension accessing the fifth. Now we're just in the fifth dimension. You just got to be like, we're here. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like we're just raising the vibrational frequency so quickly that maybe it doesn't even matter the 13th because maybe everybody's like karma is like done and cleaned and we only have to deal with the last four. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, I try not to deal with too many. Too much. Yes. Too much of like the rules of it. They keep changing. Oh, so this is like so interesting. This is above my pay grade. I'm like, whoa, okay. This is another episode. <laughs> what do you find that now you've been able to empower so many people? It seems like mm -hmm. thousands. What do you want to do with the rest of your career? What impact do you want to make? You know, it's always this. It's always mm -hmm. this. It's always the work. It's doing the deeper work. Um, It's really fascinating when I first started and I was like, okay, my, my, my bread and butter is working with people for a year. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, cause I could talk about all this. Nobody's going to come on their first session and be like, so let's really clear the chains of lineage. So that, you know what I mean? They're going to be like, um, I really just want a great relationship. And you're like, okay, so we're going to unpack little mm -hmm. by little. So it's like this year, um, study with me or this year partnership with me. Um, I've trained coaches, I've done that work and it's like, I get so fulfilled with the deep, like mm -hmm. the deep work. And then my practice has turned into it's my program's not actually just a year long. It's like secretly three, like people actually live free. 
at three. Mm. That feels like a tagline, doesn't it? That Live seems like a tagline. That one. <laughs> Live free at three. That's um, a cute little backpack. Yeah. So, like my commitment is really having limitlessness. Like our consciousness is limitlessness. Our mm -hmm. soul, our higher self is limitlessness. Mm -hmm. We came into this human form to experience it. But how do we just live from no limitation? Mm. And that's like, well, mostly what I work with is people going, okay, well, give, tell me how to do this. So I'm giving them tools, right? Mm -hmm. The magic comes when they don't need the tools because they just see themselves as infinite and they see themselves as limitlessness and they're unlimited. Like that's where the magic comes from. And so that's really my commitment. Like that's the thing I love more than anything when people mm. start going, you know, so it's like my coaches have been with me no less than three years, you know, and they leave me my WhatsApp notifications with my coaching team is like, Ooh, so I was doing this meditation with the four archangels. And I was like, I wonder what they feel like. And so I asked to feel what they feel like in my body. And this is what I felt. And you're like, the, who has these conversations? Do you know what I mean? Like nobody's having these conversations on the planet. I well, like, yeah, somebody is, I'm sure I'm not, I'm not an anomaly. I'm not that special, but like, I'm like, that's cool. Like, that's what yeah. I want is I want people like, connected to the angels and connected to the power and creating anything that they want and being like no limitation and like, let's strive to world peace. And how do we get to world peace? It's for me, it's an inner game. That's what I've always seen. And so just supporting people in that inner game and that shit lights me up. And honestly, yes. you know, I'm like never going to win the lotto. Cause if I won the lotto, I literally would probably just sit on a beach for the rest of my life. And like my work is here. So it's like, yeah. You will never win the lotto. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. You've told yourself that's not, that's not manifesting. That's like, I could play, maybe I'll have some extra money. I do that, but I'm not going to win the big one, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, you have a purpose. I mean, it's very, very clear. Yeah. Anything before, like anything else you want to share before we hop off? No, I love this. I love, look, I, I so appreciate you reaching out. I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate spread, spreading the conversation. I appreciate what you do and how you uplift the planet too. So I'm just, I have so much gratitude. So thank you so much. Thank you. And then how can people find you? Where do you want them to go? So you can go to the beyondhumanmethod.com. I know it's long, but the beyondhumanmethod.com. And yeah. I've got free meditation series. I've got the living beyond burnout masterclass. So whatever that like first little hurdle is to get people into the groove, that's what I'm into. So amazing. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, darling. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so, so happy that we are connected and part of a community that are really focused on building true freedom in our business and in our life. So if you love this, if you liked it, if you found some value in it, please make sure that you like it and you subscribe to the podcast. If you're feeling extra, extra grateful, share it with a friend, anyone who might have needed this. The more people that we can help collectively, the better we're all going to be. Until next week, have a beautiful, lovely, happy, and fulfilled week.